Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And today on Man of Steel, we're talking about Minute 100, 100. We finally reached the triple digits. The big old 100. Big old 100. 100. And yeah. um, the minute starts with Cal L. Uh, he's gained the trust and respect of the Air Force. And the minute ends with Clark and Martha hugging. It's a very, very touching moment. Uh, before we get into the minute, I'm going to read another review on our iTunes podcast. And this one comes from Rick D3487. And the title is A Better Choice Than Getting Swallowed by a Tornado. You'll just have to decide what kind of man you'll want to grow up to be, Clark. Because whoever that man is, good character or bad, he's he's going to change the world. So this must be Rick's favorite quote. Is it now? Yeah. Okay. So he included that. Um, so yeah, it is a better choice to listen to our podcast uh, than getting swallowed by a tornado. I think most people will agree with that. So thank you, Rick, for that lovely <laughs> podcast. If you want to hear your podcast on our show, don't forget to check out iTunes. Leave us a great five-star review, and we'll read it out for all our other listeners to enjoy. Uh, yeah, so we're going back to Minute 100. Uh, we get this line from Colonel Nathan Hardy to Superman Cal Clark Kent and his men that this man is not our enemy. He's calling him a man. I said man. Man. I underlined that. Not alien. Not super god being being person this anything. man is not our enemy. man um i did want to want to take a note i i had maybe just a couple again it's just like questions that i don't expect answers to but i just feel like these are my thoughts as cal is walking towards these soldiers and everything what do you think is going through their minds like they're all putting down their weapons they're all just like kind of slowly gathering around this this being that is dressed in these bright colors and God damn that chin line! Like when he's walking, just, like, it's, what is what's going on in their minds? All the weight has come off their shoulders. They can relax now. The fatigue is setting in. They're like, we can relax because like we know this guy's not going to hurt us. It's like that's such a. Relief. I mean, I guess. Do you know that for sure? Are you still like tense? Are you still? I think they're all just trying to figure out this situation. Like, what do we do? Like, this is just one guy that took on these two super beings that destroyed this town and this one guy is emerging from this shattered building like what do we how do we handle the situation i don't think any of them are afraid at this point i think they, I, don't, I don't know you think they're afraid i wouldn't it's be afraid. just like it's a I mixture feel... of fear and confusion like the guy looks just that's how like it starts you. that's how yeah. it starts like when you first see superman like donna just says a lot of people were introduced to superman of course you're gonna be scared you're gonna be questioning things you know things that that you're afraid of the unknown. You're afraid of what you can't fully understand. Uh, but once they understand Superman, you know, this battle's over, and these soldiers understand who Superman is. They know who he is. They're familiar with it. They know he's not an enemy. Now there's no more fear. There's only hope because he's there. And yeah. you, you've come to understand where this man comes from. Again, uh, but this is just an alien who is flying around and super-punching meter-burn people and then he's just slowly walking towards you as if, like, all his defenses and yours are just completely down. I don't know. I just, I, I love that acceptance of, 
I don't know. I think it's just for my love of the character of Superman and how I wish it was just a real life thing. And the, this movie is the closest thing that we can get to realism in our world. But being one of those soldiers on the ground, seeing this guy emerge, like I know who Superman is. I know the symbol. I know the colors that would fill me with such great joy knowing that a character that I know is, is a definition of, of a good guy mm-hmm. is now here. Mm-hmm. Like that's good, but they don't have that reference, you know. Yeah, they do have comics in this universe, as we can tell by some Easter eggs that are seen in this movie. But they don't have Superman as a comic book character, so they don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm and trying to put it in terms of what we would understand. Like, if there was an alien coming down, he wouldn't be dressed in blue and red colors with a big symbol on his chest. Like, oh, I'm here to save you. People know of Batman, right? Or is he treated like a Mothman prophecy type thing? Where it's he's like, an urban legend. He's the Batman. Like when, yeah, because Cyborg says in just mm-hmm. I didn't think you were real. Yeah, no, so he's an urban legend. He's, like he's, he's the Batman. Now, do people know about Wonder Woman, or is that is that something that happens? We don't know. I mean, is that something that like only happened, and then people don't know that it ever happened? Is yeah, it... I think so. I mean, judge, we just saw the movie. So, <laughs> judging on the actions that she did in that movie, she didn't necessarily. Hmm. Or because it's a woman, maybe they don't talk about her, which is unfortunate. No, I don't think it was that. I think it was what she was doing was still so low-key at on the grand scheme of the entire, what was going on in that time period, like the war itself, that it wasn't, you know, no one had camera phones and took pictures of them and, and, you know, recorded everything that was going on. It's just like this one savior helped us, you know, win this one battle, and then all of a sudden, like, it's just gone and it's over with. So yeah. at that time, the like... One go any further with yeah sorry I'm not, I'm not trying to go into that but like at at the at the time it's like this one little event you know since there wasn't really that much proof of it happening it never really carried on mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah versus like here we get cell phone footage and the satellite footage that bruce wayne brings up in a later movie and all these things that we can actually see present day versus something that happened a hundred years ago that could have been mistaken as as you know myth or legend mm-hmm because you think that photograph would at least be like mentioned, unless it was kept under wraps. It was definitely kept under wraps. <laughs> uh, so that's a very good question. Um, after Colonel Hardy says, this man is not our enemy, uh, Clark says, thank you, Colonel. It's a very, uh, he really meant that thank you. Mm-hmm. It was a nice trust and respect and acceptance moment. Um, they didn't really get to talk all that much, did they? Um, Cal and Hardy. Superman doesn't get to talk a lot, so no, that's true. But like the two of them didn't. I mean, like he he got to talk to Swanwick when they were you know interrogating him and everything. So like, but Nathan Hardy was still in that room. They didn't really get to like connect on a more being to being level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like Nathan Hardy has still always seen him as an alien and that uh, somebody was holding him for ransom. So Mm -hmm. it's like he's more of an asset than he is an individual. I think now is when we actually get to see, like, you know, thank you, Colonel. This man is not our enemy. Like, this is – they're two individuals speaking to each other now versus uh, a military guy speaking to a weapon. Hmm. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like like that barrier is broken now. It's like I don't want to say, like, they're talking to each other man-to-man because one's not a man. Just ally to ally. Yeah. That's all he is at this point. Just, yeah. a, just an ally. You know, baby steps here. Um, Kalo has other places to be, though. Yeah. And flies off uh, in the blink of an eye. He, he flies off pretty fast. He's pretty fast. He takes off. 
Um, I do remember this being another one of those scenes where he just lifts his just, head up, yeah. just jerks up, and thrusts. Thrusts. All right, we'll just uh, we'll it. fix that up in post. So yep. It looks like you're flying off. Uh, yeah, and just booms out of there. So it's a nice little pop as he uh, jets off, jets at radios his way out. That's a great video game. He just blasting off at the speed of light. Um, <laughs> and so then we cut back to Martha Kent, who's in her destroyed home. Uh, looks like a tornado just went through her place. Uh, kind of like the Twister's attraction queue, which is what that reminds me of. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that. That old ride over at the, the Universal... It doesn't exist window. anymore. No, they it's took now it the Jimmy Fallon experience. Race through New York. I'm plugging that shit. Are we getting paid? <laughs> no, we're not. This has to come out now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Twister attraction where you walk through a, a destroyed home it looks very much like Martha Kent's house. It had the car in there. There's roof. a car in there. Yeah. This is a truck, the truck that General Zod threw in there. And uh, yeah, she's looking through an old album. And what I got out of this, uh, you know, this is about her son who who's now a superhero, a Superman. But there were simpler times where it was just her, her baby boy. This, you know, her son. Just another, you know, he's Clark Kent. You mm-hmm. know, this is this is my son, and now look what he's become. He's he's a superhero, and uh, you know, I think there's something in it where she, she wished she could just live in those moments again, peaceful times, innocent times where he was just a son. I do. I've always liked that in film when they show like past pictures, especially if it's like. The actors themselves. The actors themselves. How they were able to get those And if they were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, this, is, this isn't this is the same because this is, you know, we actually did have a 13 or an 8-year-old uh, actor playing Clark Kent at that time. But, like, the and fact... And an 8-year-old? 8-year-old, 13-year-old. He was 8, 13, and 33. 17. 17. Did we miss it? Yeah, we missed tornado, the tornado. Okay. College yeah. Clark. Um, but like the fact that like they got the the younger uh, Clark and to take just like these couple Polaroids with you know uh, Kevin and you know as his Jonathan Kent and stuff, but it makes it seem like that scene actually happened between uh, you know Jonathan Kent and and little Clark, but it wasn't. It was just like hey, we need a couple Polaroids, so like let's just mock up this science fair thing, put a couple of props there in there, is and take a picture. A photo of him in the field, yeah, just playing in the field as a kid, yeah. Year old. And then there's one of him and a young Kevin Costner uh, at his school, as an you know, elementary school. Mm-hmm. He's got first place medal, sure, for his science fair volcano project. Not the other kid though. Not the <laughs> other. Not the other volcano. There's yeah, a no, volcano it's next to him. him doesn't look as good. Nah, it's. Uh, I kind of had the argument of how Clark got first place and the other one looked definitely better but like i like that they still mm, i don't agree but okay <laughs> they still took the polaroid though so it's almost like like this was like a scene that we never saw but we're still like mentally picturing that it actually happened you know what i mean i like when movies do that do you think they, they just kevin costner and the eight-year-old kid and they were taken to an elementary school that was nearby it was doing a science fair and they're like hey excuse me can we just zach sander was like yo can we you might, have, you might have these two actors take a photo next to your science project. Hey, thanks, kid. And I wouldn't put it past You guys them. got a first place you can wear real quick? Just, uh, all right, we'll snap that. Hey, thanks, guys. And then they fucking, yeah. they like booked it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, that sounds, that's probably not what happened. But, hey, why couldn't that happen? You know? That seems like just an easy way out. Why the volcano? I never got that. 
What is that? It's 1983, no, and what, everybody's doing volcano science projects. Mark, what is? Uh, but what is that? What is a volcano science experiment? I never did that. You I, you build it up with paper mache and clay, and then you put vinegar and baking soda in it, and it erupts. You put some red food dye in it, makes it look like lava. You get some army men gloom at the base, and it's Pompeii. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so after she looks through the photo album. Uh, I think Clark yells out mom and then she's like, I'm all right. I'm mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. And, um, I just thought I, I, how tense he was before he got the answer from his mom from, from, uh, from Martha. Yeah. It shoots back to him. Like he's got his, his hand on like the railing of the stairs, but like his shoulders are all like, he's all tensed up. Like he's, I feel so he, sad for her. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm all right. It's like, no, you're not. I mean, everything just got broken. I man. mean, it could be worse. That's probably it could what be worse. Th- she's true. thinking it could be and, worse. It could be worse. But like, I mean, but, but Cal is expecting the worst right there. He doesn't know if his mom's alive or dead or what. That's why like he's, his shoulders are all up. He's just so tense. He's just, he's waiting to hear an answer. And then once she does say, I'm all right, you can see him relax. He's just like, oh. Like I just got done fighting, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of Kryptonians in the in the in the city. Now I'm all upset, and you know, I'm, and I'm still I'm yeah, still make like sure that my mom's yeah. okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, she she always brings a smile to my face. She's she so much. I don't know. She makes me happy every time. Uh, she <laughs> always always a strong woman. You know, she just went through this whole Kryptonian attack thing and. Mm-hmm. And she's able to just, you know, oh, I'm all right. And then she, the line that she uses right at the end when they when they hug and yeah, it's just nice suit, son. Yeah, I didn't think you would want to cut <laughs> it, it off because it's pretty damn good. But yeah, nice suit, nice suit, son. Just always able to to come up with something witty to say even in the darkest of times. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's uh and it carries over to the next movie. Carries over to the next one. Just what um, I was about to say. But uh, like I I don't know. I just I th- thinking. Of like all the things that your son could do if you were Martha Kent, and like how extraordinary you extraordinary you are, and then all of a sudden he shows up on your doorstep with this like skin tight suit with a cape, and you're like, I think that's when it should set in that oh you play a bigger role in this like mm-hmm. this is there's something that's bigger than all of us right now, I think that's what it should have been, yeah. and I don't know if I, I don't know we didn't get that when he told her that you know when when they first met back up and he found his people she was more sad of the fact that he could he would leave her mm-hmm. but i wish that we would have gotten a sense from martha saying like oh like you're no because then that'd be the complete i was gonna say like she'd be her reaction would be like oh you play a bigger role oh you are meant for this but at the same time we get the opposite of that in the next movie where she's saying you know spoilers this world doesn't owe you a thing you weren't meant for any like i didn't want this world to have you at it you weren't meant for any of this so it's a complete opposite well that's why i think she's looking at the photo album because she's like that's not what i you know that's not who i raise that's not my son no that's not, my family. That's not it that's <laughs> not it she's very supportive of everything he he does yeah she is she'll support him if he chooses to do anything really um the only thing that they her only truth is that that's her son yeah that's it exactly that's the only thing she cares about so that's why it's something so witty yeah. witty and snarky of just yeah. like hey nice suit like what are you a joker <laughs> you a clown look at you yeah that's what my mother would say uh, but still mean ha- still have a lot of love behind i it, remember yeah. mark we went to star wars celebration the first celebration we went to five yeah and we got up at like six o'clock in the morning and got all dressed up to go 
to go to this to the Star Wars convention. I remember taking pictures at like six o'clock in the morning in front of your in front of your front door, and your mom was like so excited for us that we were just <laughs> in these costumes, and she was taking all these pictures, and it was so early in the morning, and that's that's how I feel. Like it's just like, oh my god, you guys are so great. You're cute. I love this suit. That's just Mark. Your mom's Martha Kent. Why'd you bring that up? You know, my mom's <laughs> name is Martha. Um, that's why I said yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's really weird. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that this is the first time I'm mentioning that. Damn. My mom's name is Martha. What is that? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> yeah, why'd you say that name? There you go. Uh, Yeah, I hate that you brought that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you really? She also took pictures of when I designed uh the Green Hornet and Kato costume for me. Yeah, David. yeah. I also did that. I like making costumes okay. hey man that's why we do it uh that's all i had for this minute what about you no yeah i think i'm good on that end we're cool. just uh we get some some mom plugs mom plugs it's a new podcast uh <laughs> i could go either way with that Alrighty, one. <laughs> guys we're gonna ha- go ahead and wrap up for this week if you enjoyed everything you heard well leave us a good five-star review if you want to hear that over the podcast we love reading those out we do another podcast called tarantino minute where we go minute by minute through reservoir dogs right now and in the future pulp fiction and so on and you can check those out toolmedia.com you can find us on all social media at dceu minute uh if you want some other cool podcasts that we have under our belt there's also honey hold my beer two gals who share craft beers and odd stories there's also stellar dynamics for you rush fans out there ultimate encyclopedic compendium of all things rush every episode they go uh every episode they go album they dive into one album of uh, a Studio Rush album, and they go through all the tracks in it. And, you know, it's two music theorists, and they, they deep dive into those. So if you're into Rush, if you're into classic rock, progressive rock, um, just music in general, why don't you go ahead and check that one out, too. And we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute.